Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of What's Next with V. Uh, this is the SaaS series. This episode is part of the SaaS series for folks who do not know about SaaS. SaaS is basically software delivered as a service, subscription, typically over the cloud. Uh, we have a special guest today. We have Pankaj Kumar. Uh, hi, Pankaj. Hi, Vishal. Thank you for having me. Pleasure, pleasure as always. Uh, a quick overview about Pankaj. Pankaj leads a product at yellow.ai, where he's responsible for product strategy, roadmap, and obviously building innovative products. He has had interesting product roles at LogMeIn and Mintra before this. Prior to his MBA, he was the lead software engineer at Samsung Electronics. He's a quintessential Indian guy with a IIT, IIM degree. Will be good to hear about his journey. Uh, Pankaj, once again, welcome. Welcome to What's Next with V. Thanks, Vishal. Thanks for this glorified uh, intro about myself. It's, I think, a humble uh, introduction, I guess, because I'm sure people would be uh, inspired by your journey so far. Uh, so, by the way, I'm Vishal Ramaswamy. I'm your host, as always. Uh, jumping right in, Pankaj, uh, would be great to hear your journey as Obviously, you must have started as a software engineer, did your MBA, progressed into a product management role. I think the path that you are in, it's an inspiration. It's uh, many of the folks would like to, I mean, young India would like to follow the path that you have taken. It would be great to hear your story, your journey so far. Thanks, Vishal. <clears throat> so I think to start my journey, right, I think I will go back to an era called 2000, I will say six. And I think the place will be uh, Samsung headquarters in Suwa in South Korea, right? And from there, I got a first glimpse of product management. And let me make a background, right? I think as I mentioned, after my engineering, I was working in Samsung Electronic and I was at the headquarters in Suwa. And I was building a mobile application, something like Google Talk about phone. And as a developer, right, you'll get a lot of specs. I think UI interfaces and this feature should be done in that way, right? I had a mild curiosity and I asked my manager, right, why we have to do this way and not other way, right? And the answer I got is, right, I think this has been finalized by the PM and UX designer. And I always remember that event, right? And it was always in my mind, my, my, right? What I did is, I think with that flow, right, I think I worked with something for almost four years. And as many people in India do, right, after I uh, think engineering, right, they go for MBA. And I went to MBA in Bangalore. And I was not very clear of why, why I went there, right? And obviously, things that I realized what I don't want to do in first year, right? So I think I realized, I think I should not go to consulting. I should not go to iBanking. And I want to be close to technology. And I had many good friends at uh, US as well. And I had a very limited exposure of US and global market by then, right? But I think after reading things and the, th the way things are evolving in technology, I realized two things. And I think I made a first conscious call. I think it is 2009 end. That is, I think, uh, I think the second year of my MBA. Two things. First is, I want to become a product manager, right? And second is, I want to join a startup. And that is 2009. It is not 2022, 2022, right? Where I think startups are hot and product managers are in demand, right? Correct. So I took a call and I think uh, I joined a startup called Ramgri out of campus uh, there, right? And I think very few people used to do them, right? So, and it was in a kind of a unified communication platform, some telephony, some CRM, and it was based on the Delhi. 
So, and the good people joined there as a C, the CTO came from Microsoft, he was working from US, he was from also US, and a good team, right? And we had good fun building product for one year. And like many startups, right? I think many times things do not go the way you want to go, right? So that folded in one year, it was acquired by Mahindra Satyam, and I was looking for another startup. And uh, I also wanted to come back to Bangalore. I like Bangalore a lot. And I joined, I got a opportunity to work with Mintra, Mintra back in 2011. And Mintra was transitioning from customization business. Earlier, Mintra used to do customization on t-shirts and marks, and they're going to pure play e-commerce, right? And World Cup 2011 was a big driver, and people started buying jerseys, a lot of clothes and shops, right? So I joined the team then, and I was the initial product managers. We are literally working from basement in HSR layout. And one of the primary reasons I think I joined Mintra was, I think, people. I think I think Mukesh Bansal is the great, has a lot of experience in product management. And my boss, Deepak Menon, uh, he came from Google. Uh, he leads now a big team at Microsoft itself, right? So I think uh, there I, I worked on multiple projects, and I was uh, owning the front end and the, I will say, website experience, many revisions of how home page should work, checkout should work, payment should work, right? Returns and uh, uh, returns and I will say exchanges should work, right? So a lot of experiments, a lot of A-B tests, many successes, many failures, and almost three and a half years went, right? And it was an interesting stage, right? I think in 2013, 14, uh, Amazon and other e-commerce players also started coming. And there was right. a consolidation in e-commerce space as well, right? Right. And honestly, it was a very temptation that I think Amazon said that, okay, why don't you join us? So they will meet Mintra and other people, why don't you join us? Then I will say I took a second call then as a product manager, right? The call was like many people, uh, many product managers, right? They focus in one domain. So I think you stay in one e-commerce and you, I will say, create expertise in say, if you want to say, uh, say a particular industry, right? I took a very conscious call that I don't want to join e-commerce because I think I've done enough and obviously there's all the learning and all that. I want to try something new. And second thing, I would also to look at a different customer persona. Mintra was e-commerce and uh, Indian customers. So I chose and joined a company called Citrix. And now uh, my component got, uh, my uh, business unit got merged with rival Logmin. Then I worked with Logmin as well. Now the company is called GoTo. So I spent around seven, eight years there as a well product manager, right? And for me, the biggest reason to join that was, I think it was in high tech, in a different space. And I think in the 95% of the customers were US, right? And as a product manager, I think it's very important that we keep trying to understand new customer needs and we keep looking at the new problems, how to solve it. So, and I joined as a very interesting uh, experience, right? And there are many, many preconceived notions when you start building product, right? And one of the biggest learning that I had is, right? Think from customer perspective, right? And it is very difficult at times, right? To think like a customer where you are, I will say, 12 and a half hours time zone different sitting in India, right? So I spent a lot of time in US. Uh, I also spent some time in uh, Germany, uh, Hungary, trying to understand what customers are looking for. And I was owning multiple products. So I think, uh, and I'll talk about you. I was working at a remote access product like go to my PC. Then I also worked on products like Logmin Pro, Logmin Central that were in remote access and management, right? Another thing was, I think the great leaders at Logmin and the team was also great, right? And most recently, I think I was owning the collaboration products like go to webinar and go to training. So uh, 
so that is a very interesting journey and a lot of learning and and, and in a way i think what it did is i think it uh, threw me you know i think in the area of saas so and i think uh, all our all my products i think that i worked at login right was saas product right and i think it is a very it's a very interesting area and i think now it has become a big area how companies are adopting to saas products and uh, going right and i think last thing i will talk about i think one of the reasons i should mention why i joined yellow and uh, as i think again i will say i think i spent around 8 years 7 8 years at login i was looking for a new interesting problem right and i think conversational ai is a very complex problem and i think uh, it is very impactful as well if you solve in the right way right and obviously we have a great team here and i think we are on mission of uh, i will say creating beautiful experience in total experience area so this has my summary journey of vishal awesome pagaj i think quite an interesting journey and i think the the good part is you had a reason at every juncture the critical juncture you had a reason why you moved uh to a different opportunity different geography or maybe different uh, business line altogether different sector as well uh pagaj coming to saas i wanted to get your views uh now since you are you have past few years you have been in the saas sector um i have been reading a bunch of uh bunch of i mean reading uh, reports hearing podcasts that india becoming a global hub for saas so wanted to get your views your thoughts on the same so sure sure vishal right and i think i think uh, i think one can browse reports and one can find right the number of startups in the saas space the number of unicorns in saas space right and i look at uh, the multiple reports right i think we'll get a view right that this year the funding was in i think in magnitude of say 5 to 8 mil 8 billion dollar right in next 5 years it will increase the tagger of as you look at revenue as well like more than 50 60% right okay. so i think what i'll do right i think while everything looks very optimistic from i think revenue perspective and also looks from i think the kind of funding perspective right and also if you look at few reports that globally also right i think right now i think indian companies contribute to maybe 1% of market share from revenue perspective True. but it is going to grow to 4 to 5% right so i think what i'll do i think i will take a view beyond numbers right what are the drivers uh, yeah that's important yeah. yeah especially in india right Correct. and i think you look at right i think you can slice that dice into i think the key components of this uh, saas growth in india right we can look from the demand side we can look from the supply side sure. we also look at the other enablers of uh, this whole ecosystem right and obviously i think we all know i think the biggest uh, one of the biggest enablers is the kind of internet connectivity we have got uh, in india in the last few years right and obviously it is will be very cheap right and obviously i think one what the good things of i think the delhi covid is i think it started i think learn to work remotely right and i think build products remotely right so that is another enabler right so let me go one by one by demand side and supply side right and if you look at the demand side i think in, i'll simplify i think because at times the demand side and supply side may look very i think uh, tough jargons and i think i'll make it simple i think demand side of people who are consuming our saas products that is as simple as that right? correct and yeah. i think if you look at traditionally right i think uh, not in india before coming to india globally as well right i think there are many advantages for people who want to consume saas products right one of the biggest example advantages is they can go live fast and i say go live fast you can go there buy a product online right or touch sell right and you can go live as soon as in 5 minutes 
right? And to yep. compare to traditional non-SaaS products, right? Forget the I think buying cycle, right? We have to do I think you have to con- do lot of configuration, lot of adoption. You have to uh, I will say have to deploy certain servers at your location to do many check marks, right? So go live fast is important, right? And obviously, I think uh, traditional, right? I think provides a choice to select and switch. So compared to legacy non-sense systems, right? If you are onboarded, right, you are stuck with that, right? So, and I think I'll just try to bring right in the context of India, and I think, uh, and also in South Asian market as well, right? I think people look for choice, right? And I think they don't want to uh, get stuck to one, uh, uh, I'll say, vendor, right? And they're looking for those solutions. And in a way, right, this gives, if you look at the impact wise, right, they're looking for the best solution. The supply side people are forced to build right solution for them, right? True. The other way to look at it, right, I think uh, demand side, people are trying to look for problems that are not solved earlier, right? And I will say, uh, I'll, I'll take a simple example without any companies, right? If you look at take any example, right, if you look at education space, right, if you take a space in entertainment as well, right? With internet coming in, I think few things that uh, we thought that are meant only for the tier one, tier two cities, right? Now people are looking for education, a quality education or a quality health in, in tier two cities as well, right? True. So I think demand has grown a lot, right? So it doesn't matter you are sitting in Bangalore or sitting in a small village in Bihar, right? The quality of service should be same. Correct. Right? That is the third thing, right? Fourth thing is, I think, uh, in terms of, uh, I will say, uh, the interesting thing is uh, a SaaS definition itself is, I will say, uh, blurring. I think now the delivery of physical goods are also getting converted into, I will say, SaaS model, right? Correct. So, Very true. So, so that is also, so that is the, some kind of a trade you look from the demand side, right? Let me come to the supply side. And this is very important, right? And I think the one of the big empowerment that has happened is, I think, with internet coming, right? A lot of cloud technologies that have come, right? And relatively, it has become easier to build solutions sitting from any place, right? I can sit, uh, I can sit in any remote place, right? I can build solution. My co-founder or my teammate can sit anywhere, right? And there are, okay. I think, a lot of, uh, I will say, complementary services. You can use a plugin from one place. You want some compute, take compute from there. You want some kind of a uh, database take from there, right? You need some uh, APIs. So it, is, it has become easy to build solutions right there, right? The second thing is, I think, from the supply side and people who are building this solution is, I think, overall, right, I think business-wise as well, right, once you start creating value, right, is it, it is easy to scale because we're not limited by a geography, right? I think the same solution that you can deploy at one location, right, that can be used by multiple, I will say, consumers across not only India, but globe. And we are seeing that trend, right? I think maybe I think we are building for India and then scaling to, I think, uh, world, right? And I think it's happening that, okay, those boundaries of that countries have gone away. I think the solution is a so- solution, right? I think we just prioritize are solving for uh, this customer person or other customer person. Right? True. And I think the last thing I'll just touch upon, uh, Vishal, which is, I think the most important factor is, I think, the ecosystem itself. And by ecosystem, I, I say the interdependence of, I think, different components, both from supply side and uh, demand side, w- which are growing together. And I'll take a very simple example, right? So I think there are a few companies, uh, SaaS companies uh, in fintech space, right? And uh, they have democratized how people uh, do investments, right? I think, uh, and, uh, and learning as well, right? How education is doing there, right? 
So those are those uh, SaaS companies, right? But thing is, they also need help in terms of uh, they are looking for customer engagement tools, right? Right. So so we have, I think, we uh, it creates opportunity for customer engagement uh, SaaS providers, right? And you do a customer su support, right? The need is how we can automate it, right? How we can create efficiencies with less number of people, right? So then I think then we have something from conversational AI space, right? That comes in, right? So I think there's a lot of interdependence, right? And good part is I think the industry, SaaS industry in India is very mature. And I think, and people look at each other as interdependent at times, uh, partners, competitors, and we're growing together, right? So, and uh, eventually, and I'll, I'll, before I think of closing the remark on this question, right? I think I will say this is just a starting point. These numbers I said, right? I think 1%, these numbers in billions look big for us, right? But overall, I mentioned right, 4%, 5% is still a small number, but in the very right direction. And I think we'll be not surprised that it will not say that, okay, this, uh, this company, I think, uh, started from India and built for world, right? It will start from it built for world because I think SaaS, in a way, democratizes both, I'll say, software building and also software consumption. True. Very true. Thanks, Pankaj. Some very interesting insights. I think the numbers that you mentioned about India being the SaaS hub, very conservative in my opinion. I think by 2030s, what they're expecting is around 70 to 100 billion, which is still 5 to 7% of the market. So I think a yeah. lot of headroom for us to, uh, as you mentioned, uh, build in India for the world. And I think you touched upon yeah. few key drivers, uh, demand um, side, obviously customers, are looking for interesting solutions out there and you have the supply side where you have cloud technologies talent to build those solutions uh, sitting in india and distributing across the world you had also mentioned touched upon quality of service i think that also has increased uh, over the time from india i mean the quality of service of the product and i think the last bit i think the most interesting thing that you had mentioned are dependencies that are happening in the ecosystem so so on that note, Pankaj, want to want to kind of go a little bit more in depth about where you are right now, yellow.ai. So if you can give a quick overview about um, what yellow AI uh, does, uh, kind of just a quick pitch about yellow.ai and then focusing on top two to three use cases that your customers are using yellow.ai for. So Sure, Vishal. So I think, uh, I think, uh... Yellow.ai, I think I joined six months back and I think it has been a very interesting journey. And uh, if I have to pitch Yellow.ai in general, right, I think I think uh, at high level, right, I think we are building uh, the next generation total experience platform. And what it means total experience is <clears throat> traditionally, I think uh, people have focused on customer experience, how we can uh, create, I will say, frictionless experiences for customers. True. But I think uh, one important thing that was neglected uh, for long, and I think it is giving traction, is employee experience as well. Right? So, and I think in simple words, I think when I say total experience, it is customer experience and employee experience, right? So at yellow.ai, right, we're building next generation automation platform, which will enhance to total experience in general. And right. uh, how we are doing it, how we're doing it, Vishal, is we have a very robust conversational AI platform, right, which is helping create personalized, connected, intuitive interfaces in the field of customer experience and employee experience so that brands and employees, I think enterprises can interact with their employees and customers seamlessly. 
So I that is a very high level what you are doing, and uh, I can do a deep dive in terms of how you are doing it uh, quickly. And I think uh, sure. let me know. I think if I just share my thought there. Sure, sure, Pankaj. I mean, if you can give two, three use cases, I think use case driven examples would uh, be better to understand. And also maybe sure. a follow up there, as if, for example, I'm part, of, I'm a business guy, so I just want to understand: is it, is it a no code platform? Can I, uh, at my company, build interesting, conversational products for my customers, employees, having no coding experience? Is that also possible? So maybe some thoughts sure, sure. there would be great. Sure. So let me start your second question first, right? And come to examples, right? So I think if you look at right, I think how we deliver, I think, uh, uh, total experience, integrating total experiences to our platform, Elevate AI platform, right? And what it has is, I think, it has a combination of a dynamic AI agent and human assistance as well, right? So what we have is, I think, at high level, technology-wise, right? We have a very robust NLP engine. Which allows a better understanding of customer, I will say, uh, intents and similarly employee intents, right? You also have document cognition and active learning that I will say, you know, enhances this whole overall automation part, right? And right. how we use it, right? So we have, as I mentioned, right, we have a low code platform which enables anyone to come and curate their own experiences, right? Awesome. And I will encourage, I think, your audience to come to cloud.yellow.ai. Create a login, right? And anyone can come, right? And they can create, they can see how simple and intuitive it is, right? To create any journey and interface, right? And it can be for any use case. It can be as simple as a query bot, right? You can uh, make actionable bot as well, right? You can ask it to do certain tasks as well, right? And in terms of high-level use cases, how it works is, if you look at any, I'll say, a robust conversational AI platform, right? It does three things. One is what kind of use cases it helps you to build on, right? So for example, if you're looking at say automotive in, uh, industry, right? If you're looking at say e-commerce, is it helping you to map all the end-to-end -end use cases of a retail journey? And I'm going to touch a few of the examples, right? Second is after use cases, right? How robust is the NLP, right? And what I mean is when I think the end user is interacting with that chatbot, right? Or a voice bot, is it able to understand it? Or it is very dumb that, okay, I think it is so dumb that people are thinking, why I'm talking to a bot, right? Let's wait for a human being for uh, maybe two days, right? So, so I think that robust NLP, and the good thing is, uh, Vishal, is I think in our platform, we have more than billions of conversations and we keep learning and uh, refining our algorithms so that intent recognition is very high. And third is, I'll just say, right, integration with enterprise softwares, right? So I think... Uh, it is very important. For example, if you are building this conversational AI layer and automation, right, it should be easy to integrate this with brands, CRM solution, ERP mm -hmm. solution, HRMS solutions as well, right? So, so these are the high level three things we do in a easy way, right? And apart from automation, right, there are a few scenarios where we need to do a handoff to a human agent as well, right? So we have those, I think, uh, uh, building blocks also in place. And while, how we are doing it, I think we are also enhancing that part. So if it goes to a human agent as well, can we automatically suggest what needs to be communicated to the end customer employee, right? So there are suggestions. So we call it something like human assist component, right? So okay. if I come to the use cases, uh, right, I think a little bit example where people can relate to it, right? And people can relate, right? Yeah. So one of the biggest, I think world's largest uh, pizza, uh, pizza they call it pizza, I think pizza delivery, uh, pizza brands, right? 
they use our voice solution uh, to help their customers uh, with the post order uh, interface right and what is it doing is right i think and i know right how critical it is when you are uh, calling a pizza brand yes. right and expect to deliver in 30 minutes right how important to have a post order uh, i will say support right so i think i will say every month i think uh, i think savings right i think i'm not going to give the numbers right but it is significant numbers right and it is helping save uh, i'll say at least 60% of the calls are handled by this voice ai agents right that's huge so it's a very impactful uh, solution for this uh, pizza brand right the other example i will take from employee experience uh, perspective right so one of the biggest uh, e-commerce players in india they are using our ex solution and what it does is if you look at right and we all can relate right how onboarding can be challenging right how right. getting i think uh, interacting on hr query can be interesting right and it can be difficult right so basically although we have work day and multiple uh, i'll say uh, tools right but still it is challenging because i right. think you need some kind of a human intervention right true very so true. build a solution for onboarding and uh, hr query right and uh, in very conservative number right i think it, it has been impacted i think in terms of efficiency of hr people by almost 70% and is enabling hr personnel to work on something more meaningful and for employees as well right i think they are looking for instant resolution and they are getting it right so and obviously it also we have in onboarding employee engagement as well and uh, we have also seen significant impact on employee engagement as well let me take a third example i know we are short of time right sure, and sure. this is for i think there is very interesting uh, automobile uh, brand Uh, and uh, and they wanted uh, uh, a solution for the end to end uh, customer buying journey right and uh, people are coming to the website and i think our chatbots are doing a great job not only in product discovery but whole funnel uh, of uh, buying experience and also engagement awesome pankaj i think some very interesting use cases and very practical i think most brands out there we had mentioned the sectors like from e-commerce retail food i think these are heavy customer experience intensive you would need to automate 60 to 80% of the daily tasks otherwise you are putting resources for doing repetitive tasks so i think huge use cases there huge value huge efficiency efficiency that is been uh, given back to uh, employees and the company uh, pankaj i think going to my last question and the theme of uh, my podcast on what's next i think you had introduced a new concept total experience which is a kind of a uh, mixture of customer at the same time employees both critical stakeholders in any business would be great to hear your final thoughts on trends that are happening in the space uh, in the next 3 to 5 years how is the entire total experience space going to be transformed in the years to come and obviously keeping the yellow dot ai lens when you answer this so all yours pankaj sure vishal sure vishal so i think one thing i think one thing that we are seeing is right i think now customers and employee they want to engage with brands or i think enterprises in their choice of channel and when i mean that right i think if you look at the trends right i think most of the e-commerce discussions or brand engagement is happening through whatsapp line viber people they don't want to go to traditional channels of going to a mobile site or going to a i will say app mobile app or going to a website right 
they want this whole experience in their preferred of preferred mode of channel channel true so that is one big big trend right and i think in india we can relate to whatsapp but if you go to south asia right it can be viber line right and if you go wow. to uh, us right you can be sms based and what uh, so basically depending on the market right but the thing is we have to look beyond website and a mobile app right and what it means is in short term uh, i think and maybe i think i'll say slowly i think uh, brands are embracing it right as a kind of add on but i think in i'll say in next 3 4 years right it will become must and i can give a very good parallel right if you look at it go not i think a few years back right brands used to have only website for them they said they let's have some kind of mobile site right and the other option right now, now they created mobile apps right and then i think lot of traffic significant traffic goes to the mobile apps and mobile correct. devices right correct so what you're predicting is i think the overall interaction with is going to become conversational first right so it was website only then we mobile add on then it became mobile first now it is going to become conversational first so there will be expectation that okay every brand or a company they have a conversational layer on top of any kind of solution they are building and i think and it is not i will say when i say conversational first is not only the text medium i'm talking about voice medium right for example i think and if you look at i think uh, i will say a more for digital native uh, for this technology right if you look at the kids right now they know how to interact with alexa right they know how to interact with a uh, i'll say google uh, voice right so the thing is right it is become very natural and the reality is i think a lot of research right people have seen that okay conversation is a very natural way of interacting with anyone right so and the traditional way of going to a crm and filling certain forms and clicking something and initiating right that's not intuitive and a very so, simple example is if you go to a tier 2 city right so i'm taking a very mundane example uh, if you have to return something right if you go what will do you go to a shop and say please return this right if you have to do something on the website right i know i think for us maybe it is easy to visualize what is difficulty in going to that link and clicking it and doing it right but it's not very intuitive it is as simple as to talk to someone return it right so i right. think the summary right. the first thing that is going to come is i think conversational first so you can have a website you can have a, a mobile but if we're not going with a conversational first design especially in the customer experience and employee experience right i think uh, you will be at the disadvantage today it can be advantage but if you do not embrace it very soon it will be disadvantage the second thing that touch right i think the crms will evolve right and i think we'll have to evolve in the sense right True. and they have to take a conversational nature, nature right and i have seen i think uh, multiple brands are i think doing that uh, when you say multiple brand multiple companies who are in the crm space right they understand how important i think this conversational interfaces and capturing data Uh, we have to do that, and it's a very complex problem. I think now what will happen is customer data, same customer data, right? Some data can stay on say WhatsApp, something will be on say website, something in email, right? Something in voice, right? Something in video. How we can bring all those omni-channel experience uh, at one place, right? So I think uh, the CRM solutions will evolve, and they will bring lot of conversational components in the CRM. i think i will there are three more themes that i will touch upon uh, multi modal part voice part and also how it is evolving to metaverse right so let me go one by one 
I think the big trend on uh, multimodal thing, right? And multimodal, I'll just simplify this word, right? It is people, or customers, employees, right? Want to interact across channels, across mediums. Across channels, I give example, right? The mediums I'm talking about, it can be text, it can be voice, right? And it can be now touch is also a mode, right? If you're a touch phone server, right? So how we are bringing those components in one solution, right? So it cannot happen that, okay, all are siloed. So I think we have seen a trend where I think there's some, the people look at email and people look at some kind of, uh, some tickets on a website, they try to combine it. But I think still we have to go far to bring all those components to one place, multimodal, true multimodal experience. And what it means is, I think there a lot of focus will go on how user experience itself is built around multimodal part, right? So that is another trend, right? The fourth interesting thing is, I think, and I think as a yellow dot AI writing a roadmap, we have a big focus is how we can humanize voice interaction. Because if you all know, right, I think traditionally, right, I think it is uh, traditionally more of an IVR kind of interaction, right? If you go there, you go to a reach idea, right? Press one, two, three, and then you'll be lost in some jungle and you'll not come oh, out, right? Yep. So what we're doing is we are building, hum you are humanizing this whole voice interaction, right? And for a specific task, right? And obviously, as I mentioned, right? Uh, the, this uh, automation or this uh, conversational interface should be able to understand voice across multiple tones, multiple dialects, right? You should be able to understand the sentiment behind it, right? Intent behind it and how it can input values, right? For example, if you go and in a text mode, that right, is very simple to give your email ID uh, and if there are email validators as well, right? Phone validators as well, right? Voice, it is challenging, right? I think uh, and we're uh, making the right solution for that as well, right? And obviously I think uh, we are looking at uh, uh, in terms of uh, humanizing uh, voice interaction theme, how we can bring something at par with a human being, in fact, better than him or her. What happens is you call a typical call center, support center, right? Many times support agents do not have enough knowledge because you know what call centers, right? The kind of churn and the kind of training that happens, right? True, very it's very true. difficult to manage the same levels of competence, right? Correct. And I think it's automation and conversational component, dynamic AI agents, right? That will take it off, right? And they'll be very efficient, right? And what will happen is also with scale companies. Now, I think you don't have to think about, you need to support more agents or you need more people to scale your business across geographies, right? So that is going to happen. And this is a very interesting area and this will become very reality very soon uh, in terms of, you will not under, you, I think maybe at times, right, you will say, right, okay, I don't want to interact with a human agent. Can you transfer it to uh, a better bot, right? So that will be right. So that is the fourth theme, right? Fifth theme, I think, and I think we, everyone is talking about, right? And I think for some time, when we start seeing adoption is, now I think now people have a glorified term called metaverse. I think I'll simplify that we are, we are, we are and, but this is a reality. This is going to happen. Uh, it, someone can claim it will happen in 10 years. Someone can say it will happen in 10 months. Someone can say in 10 days, right? So but the reality is I think, uh, this will become a very important component in the metaverse because if you look at, I think, the dynamics of metaverse itself, right? In more of interaction across different components, some are real, some are not real, right? And if you look from that perspective, right, the medium itself is conversational. 
that is the best medium that can uh, plug into a metaverse world right and obviously and i can give a very simple example right it is very highly possible that you will find pankaj's video bot interacting with your video bot because i think maybe this bot will have more knowledge than the human pankaj because human pankaj with age will start forgetting things right but this bot will not forget right and this is just an example right and so so basically what i'm saying is that right now maybe focusing text now it is going on voice it will come on video and it will also start encompassing components within metaverse so very exciting times uh, vishal right and i think having said this these are i think these are complex problems to solve and at yellow.ai right i think we are taking them head on and obviously i think the goal is how we can create very i will say as i mentioned earlier right personalized connected and intuitive interfaces for both customer journey and also employee journey right so that overall uh, i'll say road map you are having and a vision for this area brilliant pankaj i think uh, interesting times to look ahead uh, as you mentioned you touched upon few interesting points from uh, saying that conversational layer is now going to be democratized any product you make there has to be a conversational layer i think you touched upon the crm piece uh, crm has to get more intuitive and uh, more smart think that's going to happen with that you'll have the conversational aspect as well so you'll be capturing lot of data about the customer on a single platform and i think the last bit the metaverse everybody's been talking about it i think that platform it can't get better because it's basically your avatar on the on the metaverse space so conversation is going to be fundamental out there i think we're going towards the world of matrix i think we we mm-hmm. was the movie i think the matrix story might come true as you said it could be 10 months 10 uh, 10 days to 10 years mm-hmm. right so you never know when that's going to come so some interesting trends out there and i'd good to see that yellow has been looking at uh, these trends and coming out with relevant solutions pankaj on that note thanks a lot for taking out time on a sunday um uh, to spend time uh, with with us to record this podcast Once again, Pankaj, pleasure to have you. Thanks, thanks once again. Thank you for having me, Vishal. Have a good day. Same to you. Cheers.